Welcome to The Read Along, a mini book club for your ears, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm your host, Scott. I'm your other host, Anita. And join us on a journey through a good book, one, one chapter, chapter at, at a time. With PodPower, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, the Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a PodPower shout-out to Book Women, a podcast about editing, publishing, and writing Indigenous stories. Three Métis librarians representing nations from across the homeland aim to inspire Indigenous peoples to share their stories in whatever form they enjoy. Guests include Indigenous storytellers from diverse mediums like podcasting, burlesque, books, comics, social media, films, music, and everything in between. You can listen and find out more at bookwomenpodcast.ca. So we did a 24-minute podcast on a two-word <laughs> chapter. I'm very proud of us. And uh, now we're going to do probably about the same amount of time on a significantly longer but still relatively short chapter. The short chapter is coming a little, little quick. A little fast yeah. here at the end of the book. We are speeding towards the end of this book. Uh, yes, very much so. Um, we've mentioned this a couple times in the last few episodes, but uh, as we are basically a chapter away from the epilogue, that means that we have two episodes about Beneath the Rising Left. After this one, there will be the epilogue. And then after that, we will do the whole book, full book club. Our full book club episode. We'll we'll discuss some of the themes and some of the character arcs. We'll take a look at the book in full context. And at the end of the episode, we will, of course, announce what our next novel will be. Yeah. So, so choose your wine, plan your snacks, yeah. get ready. That's right. You've got a couple of weeks. That's right. So that is something to look forward to. Oh, as we unless you're move binging these, in which case you have a couple of episodes, but you can pause in between. Yeah, I mean, if... If you're Look, binging, you can pause the episode. Wine and snacks are really important to a book club. That's it's all true. I'm saying. So uh, you are you are not listening to our full analysis episode correctly if you are not enjoying a plate of charcuterie <laughs> and having a glass of decent to fine wine. De- decent to fine wine. That's right. Found in the decent to fine section. Give me a bottle of your decentest wine, please. <laughs> That's what you say to the man at the counter. Or woman. Person. Person, the person at, the at the counter. That's right. At any rate, we will do a brief recap of chapter 27. And that leads us to chapter 28 <laughs> of Beneath the Rising by Primi Mohammed. <laughs> Best recap ever. So Nick regains consciousness. Hooray! Confirming he is indeed. Not dead. Well, yeah, by the end of the first paragraph, we're pretty sure he's not dead. Now, I will say, based on the situation he finds himself, I'm willing to argue that he he is mostly dead. He was <laughs> he was Wesley in, in The Princess Bride dead for a short while. Yes. And has resuscitated. Yes. Mostly yes. dead is slightly alive. That's right. <laughs> That's... That's the situation. Because, like, he wakes up to Johnny, like, washing sand out of his eyes. 
Right. Which leads me to believe that he was staring up at the sky for a short while. Like insanely bright sunshine. Yeah. And they're still in the desert, so it's still desert hot. Yeah. It is day again. Mm-hmm. So the day has come. The night did not extend into eternity. I really want to give props to this chapter. And I think now is a good time to do it. Very rarely do we see the realistic immediate aftermath of something like this in fiction. Most heroes walk it off, right? Or save the day and then cut to later. Right. Or save the day and then cut to like six months later and everyone's healthy and normal and fine and everything's great. No, this is immediate aftermath. This is... Within a few hours, yeah. certainly. Well, yeah. no, but you know what I mean? Immediate enough. Nick still has all of his injuries, right? They're so both Johnny. still, yeah, they're both still reeling from what just happened. Suddenly Nick realizes he has to contend with finding a way, like, back to an airport. Yeah, like To they... find his family, to figure out how to get home. Yeah, they're effectively stranded, potentially, in the middle of a hot desert. Right? And that is, I mean, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but that is their immediate problem, and it is a problem. Yeah, and it's a problem that most stories don't bother solving. I shouldn't they say most, of, but... They kind of wave it off. Yeah, frequently, they don't worry about the immediate aftermath, right? Like, this is when the military shows up, now that everything's over. Technically, the military does show up, because they see some planes flying overhead. Yeah, but we don't know what those planes are for. That's true. In fact, Nick briefly worries if they're about to be bombed. And rightly so, right? Something very scary just happened out in the desert. Yeah, Nick does declare victory. Johnny says that may not be entirely accurate because that gate was open for a while and things almost certainly squirmed through in that time. Oh, I have questions about that. But she does concede they did manage to meet the objective, which was to close the gate. and And that they have done. Johnny makes sure that Nick is okay and then allows kind of the emotions of the last few days to finally wash over her and kind of collapses into Nick's arms. Nick kind of automatically comforts her and and can't really push her away in this moment. But the interesting thing is in the back of his mind, he he is aware of the situation. Yeah. Like he he knows this is this is not a real thing that is happening right now. This is very artificial. Is it, though? I mean, we we know that he is magically compelled to be loyal and loving to her. He compares himself again here to her dog, right? Your dog is supposed to love you. And Nick is a very, quote unquote, very good dog because he's been nothing but loyal, nothing but loving up Except until for, up just, until like a few days ago Yeah, <laughs> for them. But the problem is that... Nick is not a dog. Nick is a person Mm -hmm. with complex emotions and his own life and Mm -hmm. his own intellect. And but does he have his own life? Well, that is a deep, deep, deep question that we do not have time for. Well, I'm just going to say because as he pointed out a few chapters ago, he doesn't have any other friends or any other relationships. Because I, I know. because of the connection he has with Johnny. So in a way, he does not have his own life. He has her life. Let me rephrase. He should have his own life. Oh, no, he definitely should, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know, after all of this, is is he still bound to her? Oh, probably. Right? I don't know the details of the contract. I don't know everything there is to know about her covenant. I don't know. Is he attached forever? Like, is he doomed? I don't know. 
hard to say. Mm. In this moment, he's certainly, again, feeling that this is all artificial. And you, you ask, is it though? Or is he just being a nice guy? And here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, the fact that there is doubt in the back of his mind poisons everything. Oh, Because any time he does anything for Johnny from now on, it will always be tinged with the, I'm, am I doing this because I want to or because I have to? Mm-hmm. And that is why when she kisses him in this chapter, Ugh. it's super gross. Because he cannot give consent for anything like that if he is under a magical compulsion. Agreed. We'll get to the kiss. I mean, we're there. We're at the kiss. Well, I still have some questions. Not that you're going to be able to answer them, but I still have some questions about what just happened. Like, okay, they've closed the gate. Does that banish everything that came through? Oh, Did it no. not? Is the next book going to be like evil monster hunting okay, as well, they track down all the evil that came through and didn't go away? There are two books left in this trilogy. And uh, we can safely say that if Johnny is aware that Something got through. Something got through. Mm. Okay, now we can talk about the kiss. Uh, we did. We've talked about the kiss. Oh, we we're not on. done talking about the kiss, though. All right. <laughs> oh, you're right. It felt gross. It felt weird and wrong. And I know the reason that Johnny kissed Nick. It was just exasperation, stress relief, regular relief, excitement, all of those things all at once, right? They did it. She's been under an awful lot of strain. It may have just been like a grateful thing. It didn't feel romantic. No, definitely not. It, it didn't feel romantic at all. Despite the fact that Nick was uh, having feels about it, right? His comments about how, I should look up the exact sentence. Something about how her mouth was super soft. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Something like that. Like complimentary things because kissing feels nice kissing is a good flavor yes but but still in the back of his mind going but this is wrong yeah because this is again everything is poisoned yeah she's not kissing me because she loves me and he knows he knows that yeah like on a deep deep level he knows that um but he also can't say no he literally can't say no and that's one of the reasons why it's real gross yeah i'm going scott's gonna roll his eyes at me but i'm going to quote my current internet celebrity crush right now (laughs) because it's very apropos to the situation. My current internet celebrity crush right now is a guy named uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan from College Humor. Um, And in one of the shows that he's in, he said he compares something really well. He says, it's like winning the lottery after you've come to the realization that money will never bring you happiness. That is, I think, exactly what is happening to Nick right now. The person he's loved for so long, the most important person in his life so far, is there with him, kissing him. And, and it's so wrong. And it, and it on, on a deep existential level, repulses him. Yeah. And it's just so wrong. And he's still a human being, right? And on one level, he's enjoying it and cherishing this moment because someone he thought he loved is doing something loving to him. But in the back of his mind, he knows that it's that it's shallow, that it's that it's not what it actually is, that that this is all wrong. And that just breaks my heart. Well, and more than that, he also recognizes that on some level he wants to push her away and yet he he can't bring himself to do it. And he understands why. And therein 
lies existential horror. <laughs> because yes. Nick knows that he's compelled to be with Johnny and is also fully aware that he is helpless to do anything about it. So he will continue to be her loyal lackey and resent every second of it and be helpless to do anything about it. And that is the most horrific thing that has happened in this novel so far. And that includes tentacle monsters and... Like potential end of the world to dark evil. Yeah, that is the most horrific thing is that he is a puppet and he is aware that he's a puppet. Yeah. The the self-awareness of the puppetry is... Is, that's just horrifying. Yeah, it's uh, it was the cruelest thing that Drazenoth could have done to him. It's true. Yeah. Like, it's horrible. Yep. Which also pretty much confirms to me, yeah, he turned around at that airport and came back because he had to, not because he wanted yeah. to. because he had to. Ugh. That's real dark. Yeah. Johnny's terrible. Yeah, and I am- She is. I am kind of sad that she survived <laughs> because she is a villain. Anyway, so they they have survived, but the question is, will they survive for much longer? Because as has been pointed out, if they can't find the Range Rover, they're doomed. Yeah, they're kind of stuck out in the middle of the desert, hey? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Johnny asks, can you walk? And he's like, maybe. And the answer turns <laughs> out to actually be, not really. Not really. Uh, he collapses by the time they manage to climb out of the crater. Like, literally blacks yeah, out, like, collapses. Yeah, like, can't hold his own weight, face in the dirt. Uh, Johnny needs to prop him up to get him to the uh, to the semi-buried Range Rover, which they are lucky enough to find. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how deep semi-buried is. They, well, they certainly find the top of it sticking out of the sand. So they <laughs> might have a little digging to do. Hmm. Um, and he's clinging to consciousness here. Nick, as, uh, as they limp their way to to escape and possibly salvation is also painfully aware of the trail of devastation their heroic adventure has left in their wake. <laughs> yeah. Like his house, his family, Johnny's reputation, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's yeah. all in tatters. They're internationally wanted. Yeah, they're their whole they blew up their lives to save the world. Yep. And that's not something that's going to be easy to fix. <laughs> now now the problem is they've saved the world and now they have to live in it. Yeah. And that is potentially problematic, and much more so for Nick, the poor brown boy, yeah. than it is for Johnny, the rich white girl. Yeah, that's the thing. She can sit back and relax on her millions, and Nick needs to go back to... Nothing. ...what little there was of his life. There's there's less than that left. He His family is still essentially in witness protection. His house is gone. His job is lost. He has nothing. Yeah, I know. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. She owes him so much. She and owes... I don't just mean money. She owes him so much. She owes him everything. Yeah. She, I agree. She, I agree wholeheartedly. She, she literally cannot give back everything that she's taken from him. Nope. If she gave him everything, she could not give back everything she's taken from him. Hence, a villain. Anyway, <laughs> um, we'll see if maybe she gets defeated in the epilogue. Yeah, I'm... I'm curious to see. Because that is basically the end of chapter 28. Yeah, it ends with them enjoying the fact that the air is clean and clear and, they, and hot. And they have survived. Yeah, and that they have survived. So, yeah, we're heading into an epilogue. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know either. I know I've said that a lot. Yeah. I'm sure there's. I'm sure we could make a counter of the number of times I'd be like, I don't know what's going on. Now, I will say I had projected earlier in the novel that I did not foresee a happy ending. 
Um, I don't know that this is a happy ending. It's not the world ending like I suspected might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not our one or both of our protagonists dying like I suspected might happen. Somehow, though, it still feels like a real bummer. <laughs> Right? Like they saved the world, but at tremendous cost, especially to our hero, who is now, again, painfully aware that he is not in control of his own destiny. I I feel like we're heading towards the good ending, but not necessarily the happy ending. Know what I mean? Yeah, Nick does not get a happy ending. No, like they saved the world, and... Therefore, the world owes them this great debt of gratitude. Oh, the world's not going to give it to them because the world is unaware that they saved the world well, because that's, Johnny that's hedged everybody thing. out. That's the other thing. No one's going to know that they saved the world, and yeah. so they're just going to get stepped on. Well, Johnny might not because she's ludicrously famous and wealthy. But, yeah, so but, they've saved this world, and now they have to live in it. Yeah, but whereas they say Nick's just saved the world and nearly died to do it, and now he gets to go and try to beg for his job back from a boss who hates him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. That's your prize. Thanks. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. So good. Yeah. So well, anyway. Well, I'm sad now. Uh, maybe we'll be lifted up by some kind words in uh, the epilogue. You'll want to read up on that in time for next week. Uh, hopefully it's not a super bummer like this chapter kind of was. <laughs> Very bittersweet. It's it's so funny to me that technically they won and we're still like, oh, this is such a drag. Yeah. This is so terrible. Like, uh, that has to be intentional, though, right? Oh, it has to be. Like, the, the revelation of the situation between Nick and Johnny underscores everything now. And that has to be intentional. Oh, So there, yeah. there is no happy ending for them. No. There can't be. It makes me sad. Anyway, uh, <laughs> again, you'll want to read up on that epilogue in time for next week. Uh, in the meantime, you know... You know, when you've just saved the world, but it cost you your house, sometimes you have to fix that thing up. And fortunately, there are experts who can help you do that sort of thing. And uh, wouldn't you know it, one of the supporters of the Alberta Podcast Network is Rumi by Atco. And here's a little blurb about them. Hi there, I'm Brendan, a certified home inspector with Rumi. Do you have a problem that needs fixing? Whether it's big or small, inside or outside, let me help you find out what's really going on. You can call me by phone, or we can take a look together over video chat. Visit roomy.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, and go to Ask a Home Inspector to book your appointment with me today. Roomy by Atco. Woo! Good times. <laughs> you can find out more about them and the other sponsors of the Alberta Podcast Network right now at albertapodcastnetwork.com. While you're there, you can also check out the other member podcasts of the network, ourselves included Um, if you find something else you like and there's probably something else there that you're going to like you can download it on your podcatcher of choice that's probably where you're downloading our podcast you should give us a little rating and review we'd we'd appreciate it it'd be nice you could also reach out to us on social media alright here's the list you all know it say it with me we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads. We are at The Read Along on most of them. We can also be reached on email. We are TheReadalong at gmail.com. And with that said, as always, we love you very much. We'll see you next time. Epilogue! Thank you for joining us on The Read Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois, a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. All read-along music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. 
Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read Along, and check out our group on goodreads.com.